Okay. All right. Perfect. And we are back in business, baby. <laughs> chapter 17 and uh today we're talking about if we were a movie book edition you'd be the right guy <laughs> and uh, i'd be the best be friend. the best friend that you fall in love with in the end all right thank you for coming to our hannah montana concert uh we thank know you. that's what you tuned in for today absolutely that's what the people want <laughs> um it's what the we, people want are so excited we are talking about all of the book adaptations that we seriously need Mm -hmm. that we don't have because there are so many there are so many like oh the movie was better blah 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 no okay like let's get (laughs) the movie's never better better. (laughs) the the movie's never better we know this never Um, better (laughs) the movie's literally never better uh we know (laughs) that the book's better but that doesn't mean that there aren't really shitty movie adaptations which there absolutely are um (laughs) but (laughs) there are i'm sorry (laughs) but there also there also are some good ones um as well as the shitty ones i feel like i uh the only thing I can think of is Lord of the Rings. Avi, that's Harry, good. I mean, Harry Potter is good. Harry there's Potter obviously, is good. There's, there's obviously so much that's that's missing from the books, right. but I don't know, like, I don't know how mad we can get about that because, you know, I kind of get it. When it comes to Harry Potter, um, we'll just kick it off with that real yeah. quick. We're, we're already here. Yeah. We're already here. We're here. Um, we're here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I obviously think they did a great job. We grew up with those movies. Um, there were th- some things that they could have changed and, and added in there or whatever. But I can – so I love the Goblet of Fire. I need to let that be known. Um, but the only thing I see when I watch that movie is, like, the teenage angst. Like, everyone is so fucking hormonal in that movie. Like, Ron, <coughs> why did you do that? And, like, Hermione's, like, in tears the whole goddamn movie for no reason. And it's literally just, like, they're all 13, 14, and just going through it, you can tell. Um, okay, that's but all I, see. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like we were going through it, though, because, like, Goblet of Fire, maybe that was just really specifically, like, my age, but I feel like when Goblet of Fire came out, that's right when, like, we hit puberty, because yep. I was like, oh, shit, yep. these are these people are cute. So everybody in the films was struggling, and we, too, were also struggling. I never felt that way until now watching them, because, you know, you have to do your, like, monthly, every other month watch through. And Obviously. it wasn't until, like, the last year to two years that I really started noticing just how angsty they were in that movie. And it was like... It's like literally it's all I see now and I still love it. It's still like my favorite movie, but I'm just like, man, <laughs> you're just really really feeling it, aren't you? Like Yeah. Hermione, oh, like yeah. Hermione's oh, always yeah. crying. Poor she Emma really Watson. is. She's 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 crying a lot. Um she's she's crying a lot in that and I'm I am not entirely positive as to why that is other than the fact that everybody was like 14 and going through it clearly. Clearly. Um so clearly, I mean, like, Lord of the Rings, obviously, like, fantastic movie. Harry Potter, 
obviously fantastic. Um, I will say, you know, we could go on forever about the things that were in the book that really should have been in the movie and vice versa. But for the most part, they were super well done. Yeah. Yeah. I would the say, movies can't be five hours long, and I guess I understand that. But like, for what they they worked with what they had, and I appreciate them because they're still good. I would say though that I would make a cause that that is why a hundred percent, and I will stake my claim on this. I prefer television adaptations to movie adaptations mm-hmm. because television adaptations mean that you are probably going to get less stuff cut out. Because I agree with you there. Um, a thousand or a percent. limited a limited series, like a limited series, even because like yeah. you could have done eight limited series of Harry Potter where it was five hours because it was four 90 minute episodes or whatever, like what they did with Game of Thrones. Granted, there's still so much they left out of Game of Thrones because so it's much. huge. But here's also the but thing, too, is good. if we think about the time. TV shows were not like book adaptation TV shows were not like they are today. Like the limited series yeah. is not like it is today. So like if they Absolutely. were to well, we didn't have create streaming. Harry Potter today, yeah, that it would be a whole different ball game. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones is another good one that um, the first several seasons fabulous. The last season we pretend doesn't exist, right? So last couple of seasons we pretend just aren't there because it kind of dropped the ball with it. But in the beginning. Was fabulous. Um, was, was very good. very good. Uh, but was then good. they just went like a, like the Titanic. They went down so fast, so fast. That last season is a masterclass in what the fuck. And I just have to say, I know you have not finished it, and I want to be very very clear that I would like everybody to form their own opinion because it seems to be very 50-50. Um, I literally noticed the reviews for War of Two Queens are like almost split, literally 50% five stars, 50% one star. So I would like, you know, disclaimer, I would like you to fall into your own camp, ladies and gentlemen. But I feel like the office meme where Pam is like, uh, corporate wants you to find the difference between these two pictures. They're the same picture. Yeah, yeah. That's me. That's me. <laughs> except I'm I'm holding up War of Two Queens and the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should make that meme. Maybe you should, you need to make that. I should, but I'm you scared of the I'm scared of the fifty percent that that <laughs> liked it. True. True. Um, the fandoms can be harsh out there. Uh, the fandoms can be pretty brutal. I will say, no, I haven't finished it, but um, I went through Goodreads, like the little spoiler I am, and I read the the five star because I wanted, I wanted the five star, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the reviews I read were pre-release. They were like, I just already know it's a five star. I'm already going to give it a five star, yada, yada, yada. So... I read very few that were post-release five-star, and I went through a lot of them. When I tell you I wanted the five-star, so I was searching through that for the five-star. Yeah, I didn't find it. So I am nervous, and that's also why I haven't uh, dove headfirst into it. Because I was like, yiko rama. I was working all day. I saw the reviews coming in. I was still working. I had like, I was literally 12 hours of meetings basically. And I, I came out of there and I was like, this is not what I wanted to hear. (laughs) 
This is not what I want. This is not what this I is planned. This is not what I planned. <laughs> I will say, um, I will say, if you finish anything first, you really need to finish Crescent City 2 first because yeah. the listeners of this dear podcast are dying for our Crescent City 2 episode, which will happen. It will happen. I have been, I have been assembling, I have been assembling um, theories, so it will happen. Um, but all right, back to back to topic. Back to um, the topic at hand. Um, yes. So talking about TV adaptation. So I think, from my viewing preferences, I enjoy TV adaptations or the limited series adaptations more so than the movie. Um, I would agree. For example. Vampire Diaries. I'm a huge Vampire Diaries fan. Um, And that's an older series, too. And they did Mm a great job. Love it. I mean, some of the characters got on my nerves, but they got on my nerves in the books, too. So it wasn't any different. Um, Same thing with, like, it's not fantasy related, but Gossip Girl. The original Gossip Girl, obviously. But uh, that's some good shit. They did a good job with that, too. Uh, We talked about Game of Thrones already. That one besides the the series that shall not be named or the seasons that shall not be named. Um, I'm trying to think of one that was a series that did not do so great. Right. Um, Um, Well, I, I, off the top of my head, I have not read it, nor have I seen the show or the movies. I'm sorry. But I do know that um, most people say, if they're fans, that the Percy Jackson adaptation was horrible. I haven't read those books and I have not seen the movies, but most people have said that they were absolutely horrible and it was just a bad time all around. So I know that the Percy Jackson adaptations um, are really bad, but... (laughs) But uh, I think it's 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 being remade by Disney. So people right. are really excited because they are doing a remake and it's yeah. coming out on Disney Plus and I think people are like really excited about that. Right. Um but I do know that the Percy Jackson adaptation has got a at a reputation for being pretty bad. Um the Aragon movies. I Aragorn. Know Aragorn. Aragorn. Um I know but also I they're so nostalgic. Like I just you can't help but love them. I was just a little girl watching the dragon on a TV and I loved it, right? But they were trash, yeah. Same thing with we had a whole episode on it, but Twilight. The the Twilight movies, as far as a book to movie adaptation goes, I don't even think we can call it a book adaptation. There's a reason yeah. that we had a podcast on the books and a podcast on the movies. Like yeah. Yes, there are the same. It's the same source material, but those are two completely separate, different pieces of media. We completely. can't be comparing them. No, we cannot even not be comparing them whatsoever. Um, oh wait, I, I have a say, question. Oh no, finish your thought. Yeah, finish no, your no, thought. no, 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 no. That uh, my thought's over. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's the end of my thought. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I, what? I had a question. Have you read and or watched Bridgerton? So I watched season one of Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not read Bridgerton. Okay, here we go. This is going to be fascinating. Um, <laughs> this, this is quite the hodgepodge situation here. Okay. So I've watched all of season one. So I've watched Bridgerton. I haven't read any of Bridgerton. Okay. And I, I will not be watching the second season of Bridgerton. But because? That's not, that is not because it wasn't good. Um, 
I, I do think it was entertaining. I sat there through a lot of it like, holy shit, y'all, this is a lot of red flags. I don't really understand what everybody, I mean, like, he's hot. Like, he's hot. So I get that. The spoon, the boxing, it's hot. But so many <laughs> red flags. Um, it's also from Shonda, and she's amazing. Like, the queen, right. Lady Danbury. Like, yep. so good. Yep. So it was fantastic. Um, I Season two looks like it's really good. The thing for me, and this is so specific, is the only reason I binged all of season one is because I was like, I need to know what the fuck people are talking about. Right. Like, everybody's losing their mind over Bridgerton. I won't watch the second one because um, <laughs> this is so specific. I love historical fiction. I love romance. But I don't love Regency romance, which is very specifically what this is, because the court dynamics... Of, yeah. like, the the gossip and the will they and the won't they and the slow burn just crushes my anxiety in its <laughs> tiny gloved hand for, like, a fucking season. Because, like, for the most part, you know that they're going to get together, right? Yeah. And then, like... There's so much miscommunication in Regencies because somebody tried to send a letter that didn't happen or it got intercepted or somebody <laughs> didn't get invited to a thing. Like, it, for whatever reason, it just combines all of the worst elements of my anxiety. So I, I don't read Regency romances. I love historical fiction romances, but I never read anything that takes place in, like, a, a high nobility court setting. And I liked season one. I respect it. It is really good. But I won't watch season two because the whole the whole time I just sit there like, oh, my God, fucking get together already. Just fucking get together already. And then there's like, oh, my reputation and so much miscommunication. It just ruins me. So I love it. It's great. Go on. Um, season two looks like it's season two looks like it's going to be fantastic. Um, I think the soundtrack's going to be amazing. Those string covers that they do of the songs are going to be great. Um, so it looks wonderful. Uh, carry on, my wayward son. But <laughs> I just can't get into it, and I can't love it because it just. The, the dynamics that you find with that time period for the Regency just make me so anxious. Um, That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I did enjoy both. Have you read it? Have you <laughs> yeah, read it? I've read it. I've read it. Okay. Okay. Now, were the books, <laughs> were the books spicy? Yeah. Uh, not, oh. not really as much as a TV show, but yeah. Ah, interesting. Um... I feel like that's also such a loaded question because everyone's like, is it spicy? And I'm like, well, like there's some books on Kindle Unlimited that you pick up for the sole fact that that they are spicy. Right. Right. And like, I'm always kind of like, there's what I always say to people is like, there is on page sex. So like, yes, there is sex. It is described. It is not a fade to black, but is it necessarily spicy? It's like, well, that's a different question. Like, what, 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 what's your expectation? You know, like, and what there, you, yeah, what like mean? there's clearly varying degrees of spice. So it's like always you have to take always. Pick, take your pick. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so my next one. Um, did you watch and or read Outlander? So, <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes. Um, I have paced the show to the books 
So I've only watched season one of Outlander because that was book one. Um, and I've actually read the second book, so I could actually probably start the second season. Um, but I, I was reading the book and then watching the corresponding season of Outlander as like a little treat. Um, but I didn't want to get too far ahead of, I didn't want to get ahead of where I was in the books. Um, I love it. I love Outlander. I haven't picked, I haven't finished the whole series. I just keep picking up other things. So I'm in the middle of it. Um, I, I love it. And I think that show, the casting in that show is so damn perfect. It's insane. Um, I agree. I Coco, do you really have to get the squeaky toy while we're recording? Yeah. Yeah, she does. Um, no, I agree. The casting is perfect. I really like them. I didn't really have any complaints at all. I know the fandom was kind of split with Outlander as well. Some people loved it and some people didn't like it. Coco! Oh. Um, no squeaky! Sorry. Uh, but so I I enjoyed it a lot. I really don't have any qualms with it, especially the casting. The casting was fabulous. Oh, Jamie is just cast perfectly. Now I'm very motivated to finish Outlander since discovering my Scottish Highlander clan ancestry. Yeah. Um, now I'm very motivated to finish Highlander because I know it's also very, very, very historically accurate. Um, and I'm very literally a card-carrying member of my ancient Highland clans now. So yes. I'm very motivated. I'm very motivated to jump back in because I've learned that about my ancestry this past year. So now I'm, I'm super excited to jump in. And I'm, I'm almost glad that I learned that before finishing the series because now I can I can go back in and I'm excited. Now, this, this brings me to like one of my things. This is a wonderful accidental segue. Um, I have to say, the producer of Outlander yep. is one of the producers who is doing the Akatar TV show. Yep, yep. Here's the thing. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's probably like one gentleman. This is probably uh, mostly <laughs> ladies, ladies. and gentlemen, the one gentleman. I know of at least two that listen, so we've got two gentlemen's. Okay, we've got two. Um, Thank you for coming today, gentlemen's. <laughs> when we were preparing for this episode I texted Alyssa the books that I want to turn into adaptations which we'll talk about in a second that are not adaptations Yep. and then a, cu- a couple of the adaptations that I think are, are bad and I went on the <laughs> list that I thought was bad and I just said probably Akatar. <laughs> <sighs> yeah so here's the thing here's the thing even Is- though even though one of the, the Outlander producers is one of the guys producing Akatar and he did a great job, I have no bar. The bar is so low, the bar is is on the floor. Here's the thing, though, is with series like this, um, like Akatar, I mean, anything Sarah J. Mass, really, but with Akatar, with um, what could have been from Blood and Ash until now, um, Anything that they turn into a TV adaptation is probably going to be disappointing. Um, there's just no way unless you genetically alter someone's material to make them look exactly how all of us have pictured in our head for the Bat Boys. There's there's I, really just no way. There And there's no way. There's no way. I, I would disagree with you. There's a couple things that make me feel a little bit better about it. Okay. One, if it wasn't Hulu. Yep. I have fa- I 
I have faith in, like, yes, the Outlander producer's doing it, and he killed the casting. Um, so I, I, that's nice. I get that. But it's Hulu. And yep. I do not love a single Hulu original series. I've never saw, I've, like, I know that they did Handmaiden's Tale, which was, like, really great or well acclaimed. <sighs> I haven't seen it. But that's also not fantasy. And I 100% would have wanted this to go to a Netflix or an HBO because Netflix clearly has Witcher, which was amazing. Um, Speaking of good good adaptations, um, Netflix did Witcher, which is incredible. Um, Shadow and Bone, which is Mm -hmm. also a really, really cool adaptation because I love how they actually combined Six of yep. Crows and Shadow and, and Bone. Agreed. I thought that was done in a, in a super creative way that made it a fun new thing for the audience too. Like you got to, to see all your favorite characters, but you also were kind of like, oh, it's almost like a new book because it yep. combined them. So Netflix has done a really good job just speaking on those two good adaptations. So I would have been really happy if Avatar went to Netflix. Clearly, HBO, Game of Thrones, like, come on. Anything. Big it Little been Lies. Anything big HBO little, does really that. ever. Oh, it's so good. The book's good, too, mm. but it's so fucking okay. good. Okay. Um, um, also, but, with the money uh, behind it. So here's the thing. Netflix and, and HBO have a lot of money behind it. They got money. It. Hulu got doesn't money. have as much, right? So no. it's it's the money behind for the sets, for the costumes, for the casting. Like, HBO wouldn't have to cut any corners where I think Hulu might. Yep. I would feel so much more comfortable because I am looking at fantasy book adaptations that are mm-hmm. set place in like pretty high fantasy worlds. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at things because the thing with fantasy is if it's done wrong, it can absolutely look so corny. Right. And The Witcher, like even in season two, uh, diet spoiler, I guess there's like that warthog creature. Um, right. In the very first very first episode, that could have looked so stupid if it wasn't done right. Yep. Fantasy can look stupid if it's not done right. Yep. And you're looking at three really, really good book adaptations, which I would say Witcher, Game of Thrones, and uh, Shadow and Bone are all really good fantasy book adaptations. And you have them handled really, really well by Netflix and HBO. Yep. I just don't have the faith that Hulu's going to pull that off. Agreed. Especially because you consider one fact and one fact alone. And that is that Tamlin spends the entire first season in that with a fucking mask on. Yep. That mask is going to look dumb as shit. I'll tell you right now, it's going to look like a goddamn Party City Mardi Gras $1 (laughs) mask. It is going to look stupid. I'm going to have to agree with you there. I'm going to have to agree with you there. I'm calling it. It's going to look stupid. And also, you know, for, you know, mild spoiler, not really a major spoiler, but mild spoiler for those who haven't read it, um, you know, Tamlin shapeshifts. And if it's done with cutting corners, that's also going to look stupid. Or, again, not really a spoiler because everyone knows, but the Bat Boys have wings. So if that's done cutting corners, it's going to look stupid or just way too CGI'd. And so it's I hope they spend every dollar that they have in this series, but I know they're not going to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing that that bothers me, obviously, is the casting. Um, I understand that Feyre is supposed to be 19. So whatever. That's fine. Fine. Uh, but I picture the Bat Boys as brown men in their 30s because that's how they're described. Yes, they're 500 years old. I get it. But like they're described 
as brown men in their 30s. And I have seen multiple fan castings that I am okay with, but it is all Turkish actors, um, actors of like Indian or Pakistani or other various Middle Eastern descent. Like I have seen fan castings that I would be cool with for Akatar, but it is not white actors. And if they come in here, with a goddamn Caucasian man who's 22 years old and just dyes hair black and puts shitty violet contacts in his eyes, I swear to God, there will not be a vessel that can contain my rage. If they Honestly. hire white, they hire white men for the Bat Boys. There is not a vessel that can't contain my rage. Yep. A white man? No, no. The white save the white man for Tamlin. Yes. And Tamlin alone. Yep. And and Lucian. Well, I've seen some like brown Lucians on like uh, <gasps> fan art and that's a good look. Let me tell you what. I mean, <laughs> look, I'm I'm the first person who's like, don't cast a white guy. So I would be down for, for not white Lucian too. I'm, I, my brain went to a... Uh, Red-headed white I th- guy. I think yeah. of him. Yeah, I think of an Irish guy when I think of, when I think of Lucian. Um, and adaptations are just tricky business because when they're good, they are... There's no middle ground. Because right. when they're good, they are fucking good. good. But when they're, yeah. they're shit, they're shit. Like, they're when was shit. the last time you saw a, a book adaptation you were like, it's fine? Never. Because... Here's the thing, too. So, um, there's this... So, we're going to be stuck on Akatar here for a second. So... That's Which fine. is really I what the people want. Yeah. Right, right, um, right. <laughs> we're giving the people what they want. Um, so here's the thing. There, uh, uh, So there's Vampire Diaries, right? Which is good. I mm. love Vampire Diaries. Then they had the after called Legacies, which is supposed to be mm-hmm. the children from the people in Vampire Diaries, right? So mm-hmm. one of the main characters in that, her name is Hope. And um, the actress that plays Hope, her name... Is her real name is Danielle Russell. I, I knew that. Where'd my brain go? It's been a long day. So Danielle Russell has played in several like fantasy-esque shows. Okay. She's okay. very beautiful. She does really well with it. Um mm-hmm. I like her a lot as an actress. Mm-hmm. She followed Sarah J. Mass on social media. Okay, right when casting started. Now, Mm -hmm. that was not a I'm auditioning. That was not anything besides a social media follow that the fandom recognized. The fandom came for her and made her. She literally deleted her social media because they were fat shaming her, body shaming her, telling her she like could not be Feyre, like just assuming she auditioned for the character. And they were literally like, you're too fucking fat to play Feyre. Like all like horrible, horrible messages to this woman to where she deleted her Instagram for a while. And I was like, if she did audition, she pulled that right back out. And so I, you know, I'm worried about the casting of the Bat Boys, but I'm more so worried for the women who play the sisters because like the social media is mean and they are coming for these people like horrible. And, you know, men never have it like women have it, right? Like they're not going to get body shamed as harshly as women do. They're not going to get like fat shamed or ugly shamed like women do in the media's eye. They do get it. They do get it. But it's not nearly as criticized as it is with women, right? And like, let me just show you a picture of this woman real quick. Yeah. I mean, I would say like broadly that's true, but you are talking about a primarily female fandom with Akatar. So I think that... Whoever is cast as the bad boys, though. Oh, yeah, she's cute. 
Yeah. She's cute. She yeah. got fat shaped. No, I mean, that's just people's go-to with women. It doesn't, it has nothing to do with what you look like. Uh, but right. I think that, but that's the thing though, is like, normally I'd say that's broadly very true. But if I were a guy getting cast in Akatar, I would be absolutely terrified. I would true. be absolutely terrified that's because they, they will get, especially for, for this one, they will get absolutely like destroyed. Uh, it says that they're in production or like they are filming, but they haven't announced the cast. And I was talking about this with a friend the other day. And I was like, I promise you that they have casted it. They have to. They're in filming. But they are keeping that shit under lock and key until they're ready because they know that the casting is going to be the number one thing that absolutely sends people up a wall. True. Uh, my, one, my, my faith, the two points of faith that I have are the Outlander producer who's taking the reins. Producing has a lot to do with the series. Right. Um, so I, I can understand and respect that. I'm nervous about Casting. I'm nervous about the fact that it's Hulu. Um, I will say it sounds like Sarah J. Mass is also attached as a producer as well. Right. Yeah. Which is which is good. Sometimes authors sell the rights, and when they sell the rights, they don't negotiate a producer role. So then they sell the rights, and then they're hands off. They don't get a say. Right. It sounds like it sounds like she has a producer role. So one would hope it means it's close to her vision. Uh, her vision, though, better not be. 20 year old white dudes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like Leah Bardugo was, you know, she's a producer on, she's a producer on, on the Netflix Shadow and Bone. But let's talk about if we had all of the money and all of the connections in the world and we could produce a couple of, uh, we could produce a couple of different shows. What book adaptations do we need? Magicians of Venice by Amy. I know. That was the, that was the number one thing on my list. <laughs> Magicians of Venice, give me Alexis right now. You know? Like, I know. I uh, know. I know. I think that's everybody's, well, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I think most people who listen to this podcast and absolutely Alyssa and I, <laughs> the, number, the number one thing that we need a movie adaptation of, although I say the same thing, I'm saying I, it needs to be a series. Agreed. Because I don't, I don't want a single thing left out of that left out it so all of it i want a series i would be okay with amazon prime too because they're doing lord of the rings and they they did wheel of of time which has really good so see so many adaptations so i would be time was very good did you watch it i haven't watched it because i was like i haven't read the books but there's like 20 books and i liked the shows i did read the books back in the day it was a minute ago from what i remember I enjoy the show a lot. Um, so it was also very good. And I have high hopes for the um, Lord of the Rings show. Um, I am upset that the dwarf women don't have beards, but that's okay. I understand. But that's my only qualm is that the women don't have beards and they're supposed to. That's true. That's, that's true. That. But I'm excited. Yeah, I would be, I, I need a magician's. I need a magician series badly. Uh, that could go. I'd be fine with Prime. I'd be fine with with uh, with Hulu. Netflix. I not would be fine. HBO, no, not Hulu. Not Hulu. HBO would be fine. Netflix would be good. Uh, I would. I would be good with that. Netflix would be good. Uh, I yeah. I need the casting of that. I need to have that happen. So I, need to ha- I mean, you, it would it would be a damn good movie too. But like, I just I'm so greedy fun. and I want a series. That's the thing is, I think it'd be so so much fun. Because also, think about it. When was the last time, other than Marvel, so ignore Marvel. Ignore Marvel. 
when was the last time that there was a good fantasy movie for adults? Movie? Movie, yeah. <sighs> Other than Marvel. There's Lord of the Rings. Right, exactly, but when did that come out? <laughs> uh, and and not not the fucking Hobbit trilogy, because speaking of bad adaptations, that sucked. That was terrible. Trash.com. It's, I don't it's even not, like talking about it. That's not, but it wasn't, it wasn't his fault, the actor whose name escapes me. Marvin. About- not Marvin. Martin. <laughs> Martin. Marvin. I was like, who's Marvin? I was just Marvin. so confused. Martin. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no. It's not his fault. It was he, all the CGI he did, crap. He did a great job. And I think Benedict Cumberbund did a really good job oh, um, yeah. voice acting as Smog, too. Yep. I think the acting in that movie was really good. It was all of the shit CGI decisions that they made were Agreed. Awful. And the, the sideline storylines they added in for fucking no reason. What the fuck? That like goddamn love I mean, they, triangle with like ugh. Legolas and I just Legolas shouldn't have even been there. And then you gave him a shitty side job where he looked like a little dick. Like I, I was mad. I was mad. You can't do Legolas like this, and you can't like why are we here? It just was a weird. They needed a way to connect it because they weren't going for book fans with the Hobbit trilogy. They were right. going for Lord of the Ring movie generalized fans. fans. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, "Well, we have to have some sort of tie to the Lord of the Rings, so we better put Legolas in it." Um, well, I mean, I was which, fine with him being there, but yeah, not I was fine with him being the story there. they gave him. I was not fine. No, with that. that was stupid. That was stupid. That was um, stupid. Which is all to say, we really want a Magicians of Venice adaptation. (laughs) Magicians of Venice would be the most fun show ever, and we need a sexy Alexis. Coco, why are you making it so difficult for me? Coco Um, agrees. Coco 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 agrees that we need Alexis. Um, also one that I think would be really, really good. It wouldn't, it would be more of like a Game of Thrones-esque type thing without, without the sex. Um, but with the violence and the brutality of things, um, you haven't read it yet, but the Poppy Wars. Poppy War. I was looking at my bookcase today and I was like, what do I want an adaptation of? And my brain, my eyes went to Poppy War and I was Uh like, I haven't even read this yet, but I bet it would be amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, It would be so good. It would, it would be very, uh, Game of Thrones-esque where there is like some magic involved, a lot of fighting, a lot of brutality, a lot of just like heart wrenching storylines, um, just without like the sex of Game of Thrones. But I feel like that would be a really good one. A really, really that good one. That looks like it would be amazing. And I, I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm such an asshole because I'm like, okay, I really want magicians. And I'm like, okay, but also Cry of the Firebird would yeah. be really dope too. That'd be so um, dope. So I really want Cry of the Fire. And then I'm like, and also I want Sorcerers and Saints. So I have a pro, right? Sorcerers and Saints would be such a fun, like, limited series, you know? Like, oh my God, that would be so fucking fun. I have feelings about this. And I have very specific ways that I want this done. Okay? Okay, okay. So this is is just, this is very specifically the way that I want things done. So I just would like everyone to take note. Yep. I want Magicians of Venice to go to like a prime, like we said, an Amazon, uh, a Netflix or an HBO. I want that to be a series because I don't want anything cut and I'm greedy. I would do, uh, I'd do like a limited series probably for Firebird too because I don't want anything cut as well. 
But Sorcerers and Saints, I want as a movie. Mm-hmm. And I want that to, I want A24 to do it. Oh. Because, because think about it. It's that magical realism is so good. If you got A24, who did like Midsummer and Green Knight yeah. to do Sorcerers and Saints and do that magical realism in that a super trippy like art house film way. You're right. Um, you're so right. You're so right. Um, you know what also <laughs> just came to my brain that I think is Tell also me. needed? Uh, yeah. Darkest Night, Sharpest Edge. Yeah, yeah, Give yeah. Give us some sexy yeah. mercenaries. That would be a lot. I yeah. feel like that'd be, you know, I mean, we got a little magic going in in there, but like that would be a fun, that would be a fun one to watch. It would be very fun. I'd, I, that would have to be on HBO because I, have the I need the fucking. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I need the fucking. HBO exclusive. <laughs> HBO exclusive. No fade to black shit. No cutting it out. It has to be HBO because we need the sex. <laughs> Yep. Uh, we'd have to send. We would have to send that to HBO because I'm like, I don't want you to cut any of that. Um, and I think we've said this before on the podcast. I'm all for equality, which means uh, I just think that it's time for more full frontal. Ooh, think uh, of sexy Silas. Like, oh yeah, man, yeah. Uh-huh. oh man, oh yeah. man. I'm just saying, I'm a feminist, so I believe that there should be more full frontal male yeah. nudity in yep. fantasy adaptations. Yep. Uh, or really all, just all adaptations. Everywhere. So, you know, because I believe in equality and we have a hundred years of nothing but, but naked ladies to catch up on. Here, so and not really, that I'm this upset is, about the naked ladies, but also. No, no, no. Nobody's, you know, nobody's mad about it. Nobody's so, mad. Uh, so yeah, we got to just catch up. Nobody's mm-hmm. mad about the naked ladies, but I'm just saying we got to catch up. Yep, so, yep, yep. which is to say that it, it is a feminist act, really, that HBO pick up Darkest Night, Sharpest Edge, yeah, limited yeah. series. Alessa Thorne, uh, are you listening to us right now? Um, I'm going to need you to su- submit that to HBO. And we're about to bully you into it. I don't know how you submit things to HBO. Well, we're, we're, we're about to hang up off. We're about to get off this call and be like, hey, so guess what? We have we the greatest idea. For, we had the, we greatest, had the greatest idea, idea. Um, best feminist ever award goes to us, and it's yeah. because we want full frontal film adaptations of mercenaries and magic. Yep, I, that's the greatest ever. idea. Honestly, I, I cannot think of anything better besides like magicians, magicians, I know. and our mercenaries. mercenaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I want a whole uh, I want a Marvel like multiverse crossover as well at some point if we're going to do that well that's really why disney should have taken um uh, i'm not going to give that spoiler away never mind we're going to cut that right back out i'm going to cut that out pull that back pull it right back uh censor censor okay um (laughs) i don't know if i had i don't know if i oh you know what the only other thing that i really want out of a movie there's two movies that i want other than all the ones that I discussed. I really, really want an epic Peter Jackson Song of Achilles movie. Ooh, yeah. Because a Song of Achilles, Peter Jackson style. Oh, yeah. Right? I know. I know. Um, And I really want a We Hunt the Flame duology movie. Yeah. That would be Because I think that would be so beautiful on screen and it would be so gorgeous because those books are so so visual and action filled and stunning I think that would be super fun so those were the only other two ones where I was like you know what I need I need 
<laughs> yeah. Yep. I agree with you. I agree with you completely. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Okay, so you know what else I need? Plated prisoner. <gasps> that was that was on my list. I think that was on my list. But that would 100%. I feel like that's very specifically a Netflix show. Don't ask me Agreed. why. Um, I think because it's of like the shadow show. bone, six and crow, six of crows stuff. Yeah, I think I think yeah. it, it fits right in with the rest of Netflix's like fantasy productions already. It would be a yeah. perfect addition. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I could do for a plated prisoner Netflix show all day. Yep. yep. Um, you know, well, speaking of a good adaptation that actually, and then we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll wrap parting it up. thoughts, parting yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Going all the way back to a bad adaptation, or actually, because we were saying adaptations are either really good or kind of really bad. I think that it's interesting because uh, Chronicles of Narnia started really good and then got really bad and was canceled. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Because... Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe came out like 2008, 2007, whatever. That was yeah. that was quite that was good. Yeah, Tilda Swinton, White Witch, like Liam Nielsen, having a good Neeson time. Neeson as uh, Aslan, like that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, that was good. And then they did Prince Caspian next. We got Baby Ben Barnes, fabulous. Baby Ben um, Barnes, that was yeah. that was really good. Voyage B-B-B. of the Dawn Treader. Voyage of the Dawn Treader. We got more Ben Barnes, but that movie sucked. <laughs> Yes. So, so that actually, that actually, because they did three, and then the third one was so bad they canceled the rest. They were gonna do all seven books. Right. Um, I really want a horse and his boy though, because the third book in the series, the horse and his boy, is kind of its own standalone. Right. Because um, it's one of the ones that doesn't actually deal with like the four Pevens Pevensey children. Um, so I would love a horse and his boy actually, like a movie, just a movie, just like a. That could be like an Amazon movie. Who do you think? Yeah, I was about to say Amazon. Um, yeah, like an Amazon movie of Horton this Boy, I think I'd be. Because that, that's not super high fantasy. You know, you have right. like lions and creatures and stuff, but it's not like insanely high fantasy, I would yeah, say. Yeah. It would be doable. It'd be very it doable. It would be doable. Yeah. All right, guys, you're going to have to let us know. We we went all over the map there. We're talking about adaptations that we love, adaptations that we hate, the ones that we need to see. Uh-huh. If for some reason, if this ever stumbles across a producer or an executive's desk, uh, give us a call. We have opinions. We're more than happy to share them with we you. We have so many ideas and opinions. Let me tell you. So um. many. <laughs> <laughs> But if you have, right, uh, if you've got some that we haven't touched on, um, let us know. Slide into our DMs per use, and mm-hmm. keep us posted. We we will be coming back uh, potentially next week with a we'll Crescent City week. two episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We also are going to have everyone's favorite, Amy Quiverlainen, back on um, to talk about Sorcerers and Saints, uh, possibly yes. give us some insight into the second book from Cry of, Cry of the Firebird, maybe, if we can talk her into spilling some, the beans. And, uh, a little bit of follow up on some Tarot Kings as well. Oh, yep, yep. We're going to ask her all the questions. More about Alexis, <sighs> see if she has any, like, fun canon Alexis thoughts, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just more <laughs> canon Alexis thoughts. <laughs> we also are right, going yeah. to have our, our lovely friend Mali Alani on to talk about her poetry and art book that is now out, Pub Day, yay. Um, so any questions you have for either of them, let us know so we can go over them. But otherwise, uh, until next time, cuties. Yeah. Remember. We've got some, the three cardinal rules. <laughs> the three cardinal rules. <laughs> <laughs> one 
magic correct to say yeah oh well sorry yeah number i was gonna end on Oh, okay, 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 dragons. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was going to say, number one is practice safe witchcraft. Uh-huh. Uh, number two, as we all remember, is Christians ruined everything. Yep. And number three, the most important rule of Queen's Quest and Tropes, ladies and gentlemen, take this energy into your week, is that dragons are always a good idea. And mm-hmm. we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.